Welcome back to the Up Before You podcast. This is episode 24, and I am Connor Warman. And today, I am joined by... Gina is back, actually. Hey, everyone. <laughs> and actually, before we begin, I want to remind you guys that we are now on iTunes, so you can check us out there and subscribe, leave a five-star rating and a review, if you would like, if you're feeling ambitious. All right, so today, I have someone on the podcast today. It is a girl, which is surprising to a lot of people, including Gina, because mm-hmm. Gina always says that I am sexist. Yep. Because I only talk to guys, mm-hmm. right? Right. So anyway. that's why he brought me on today to help him out. <laughs> she doesn't think I know how to talk to women, so. Yeah. We're working on it. <laughs> so my guest today is Emily Ware. Hi, everyone. <laughs> and she is a senior here at Ole Miss, right? Yes, senior? that's right. And what are you majoring in? I am a major in extra science. Very cool. So mm-hmm. are you planning on graduating in the spring? I am. And then I'm taking a gap year because I missed grad school deadlines. <laughs> so you're going to go to grad school after this? Uh, yeah, after my gap year. Yeah. yeah. So what kind of classes do you take right now for that exercise science? Um, right now I'm in kinesiology. I'm in prevention and care for athletic training. I'm in exercise physiology. I'm in biomechanics. And then next semester I'll be taking testing and prescription. What's kinesiology? Kin- kinesiology. Kinesiology. <laughs> um, it's basically anat- like anatomy, just more in depth. So I have to know like every single muscle in the body, what muscle actions it does and movements. And then, yeah, that's kind of like, I'd have to know a lot of the bones, like the insertion and um, origin, origin insertion. Didn't you yeah. take anatomy, Gina? I did. How'd that go? It went well. I passed, but for some reason, they don't count it towards a business degree. So, I'm back in freshman biology. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they count that? No, I don't know. Me. That's my question what? too. Yeah. Well, very cool. So then, where do you go? What do you go to graduate school for then? Um. Well, if you're an actually a science major, you can go to grad school for like. Physical therapy, occupational therapy, athletic training, blah, blah, blah. But I want to go for strength and conditioning. I want to be a strength and conditioning coach. Cool. Yeah. Preferably for a basketball team. Yeah, that's very cool. Mm-hmm. All right, so you have a really cool story that I want to get to. But mm-hmm. first, can you take me back, like, take me to where you grew up and that kind of stuff, like your childhood? Um, yeah. I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, I've lived there for most of my life. I was actually born in Memphis, lived there for a few years, but then I moved to Little Rock. Um, I grew up, I have three siblings. Um, I went to two different schools my entire life. Um, I, when I was growing up, I played basketball, did gymnastics, played volleyball, I swam. Hmm, what else did I do when I was younger? Pretty much played every sport. Yeah, yeah. I played a lot. So, but, when did you start to get into, like, working out? Um, I was probably about my junior year of high school. Because I had to quit basketball in my sophomore year. Because I had knee surgery twice. And so then I just decided not to play because I didn't want to mess it up anymore. And then I didn't like not being athletic or, like, in good shape. So then I started working out my junior year. Yeah. What kind of knee surgery did you have? Um, I had two meniscus surgeries. That's pretty serious, isn't it? I mean, not as much as an ACL, but... Fun fact, the meniscus is the 
extra piece of cartilage that holds the femur on the tibia. What so it's kind mean? of important. What does Kinesiology that mean? term. Is that your muscle on, on your thigh? Your femur? Your, your, your femur is the big bone in your thigh, mm-hmm. and the tibia is the big bone right here in your calf. I knew that. <laughs> See? <laughs> Good job. So then why did you come to Ole Miss? Um, my entire childhood, well, my entire life, my older sister has been my best friend. And she's a year older than me, and so when she moved away and came here, I was very sad my senior year, and I didn't think I would be able to live without her or, like, without her <coughs> close proximity, and so I kind of followed her here. But nice. I've loved her ever since, so yeah. it's okay. So how has your last year been without her here? No, she's actually still here. Oh, is she? Yeah, <laughs> she is getting her MBA here. <laughs> so she, yep. Yeah, I haven't had to live without her. So eventually when you want to go to grad school, do you want to stay at Ole Miss? No. Or you want to go somewhere else? They don't have a strength and conditioning grad program at Ole Miss, so I have to go somewhere else. Okay. But I have not thought about where. Oh, I was going to ask you where. Middle Tennessee is the best one in the nation, which really? is shocking. Yeah. But, um, well, one, I don't think I get it, get in. Two, I don't know where Middle Tennessee is even located, so... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know All I know is their basketball team because they were good mm-hmm. last year. Yep. Maybe that'd be a nice connection for you. <laughs> yeah. So then um, I watched your story on your Instagram page, the link. Oh, okay. About your eating disorder. Can you mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. Like how that started, when that started? Um. Okay, so when I – it was actually my junior year. It was after I'd already started getting into, like, working out and everything. But um, the trigger, this is, like, kind of deep. But the trigger for it was actually a comment made by my ex-boyfriend. And I was wearing white pants one day, and I was at the walkers, and he told me my legs looked like cottage cheese. So then I immediately left school, cried, and that's kind of how it started. So then... What does that even mean? Um, well, when, I don't know, it's like, when a girl wears white pants, like, regardless of whether you're skinny or little, you have, like some cellulite and everyone so, has cellulite yeah and so i just got really self-conscious about it and so basically yeah huh. he just kind of pointed out my cellulite okay but um yeah that was like the thing that like started it and then i started going to the gym like every single day for like four hours and i wasn't eating enough and it just kind of turned into an unhealthy obsession and then i started dating this other boy which is terrible and he was also very into fitness but like he was he didn't, like, pressure me into doing, literally, like, working out or anything like that. Um, but he just made me feel very self-conscious and, like, would always say stuff about other girls, I guess. So then that just made me not feel worthy enough and be depressed about myself. So that's kind of how it, like, became a eating disorder. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. So it was both eating and exercise. Yes. Okay. Yes. I was, so, yeah. yeah, you were basically just going to the gym and just, like, killing yourself every day. Oh, pretty much. Because, I would like, do, like, four two, hours is a lot. Yeah. I would do, like, two hours of, like, lifting, and then I would, like, try and do cardio for I don't know how long. Um, and then I would go home and eat maybe, I don't know, 800 calories a day, which is terrible. Yeah. Yeah, and that lasted a about two years. 
Mm-hmm. So how how did you overcome that? Like, what was your first step in overcoming this? Um, my towards the end of my senior year, in about March, my mom finally like everybody had like shown a lot of concern, um, and like reached out and all this stuff, but I didn't want to talk about it. I was like very in denial. I didn't think it was happening because like when I still looked in the mirror, um, I still saw like an overweight, like not skinny person. And, um, so, like, body dysmorphia, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but around April, my mom came in my room one night, and she had a conversation with me, and she sat me down, started crying, and, um, a week later, I went to the eating disorder clinic in Little Rock, and I went there until May 2nd, so I went there for, for like, a month, I guess, three times every week. One time to meet with a nutritionist, one time to meet with a therapist, and then one time to meet with an actual doctor just to, like, check my heart rate and, like, blood pressure and all that stuff. And then I wasn't getting better, and so on May 2nd, I was hospitalized for a month. I got out on the day I graduated high school. Was that the point where it got the worst? Or? When, when I was hospitalized, it got the worst because instead of... So when I first went to the eating disorder clinic, I was supposed to be gaining weight, and, like, I was supposed to, like, fill out this thing every day that said, like, exactly what I ate, blah, 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 and, um, I always kind of lied on it, which, you know, probably not good, um, and so then when, like, May came, I had, like, instead of gaining weight, I had lost, like, five pounds, and my heart rate was, like, 36, um... Yeah, they put me in the hospital because they thought if I slept one more night in my bed, my heart might stop in the middle of the night while sleeping. So 36 heart rate, can you put that into perspective? What's like normal? Around 60. Yeah, normal really? 65. So you're like, like almost half. I mean, yeah. And like that's okay for like somebody who's in really good shape. So like you too, you probably have like a heart rate that's like 40. But like when when you're when you are five seven and you weigh ninety pounds and your heart rate is thirty six, that's what healthy. So what? How? Like how did it change? What? What had to happen for you to finally for it to finally click and you'd be like, I have to change. Um. Well, the thing, my dog. When I was in the hospital, um, since I was graduating high school, my parent, my parents and doctor, said I wouldn't be able to go to college or do any of that stuff like a normal person would unless I actually started gaining weight and so I didn't want to be stuck in my hometown and stuck in my house and not being able to do anything so that summer is when I was like wow if I actually want to go to college get a college experience like I guess branch out um and be close to my sister I have to like make myself healthier I guess that's yeah so at, <laughs> at what point did you feel normal again? Like you could actually go out and... Um, being honest, I probably didn't feel normal until my sophomore year. Well, t- probably towards the end of my freshman year. I still struggled with it a lot my freshman year. And first semester, when I went home for Christmas break, I still had to go back to the doctor just to make everything, make sure like everything was okay. But it wasn't, and I spiraled backwards, and so my parents and doctor threatened to not let me come back to school my second semester, and then I told my freshman year roommate that, because she was, like, my best friend, I told her, like, everything at that time, and second semester, 
um, is when I, like, started to feel more normal because she would, like, take me out to, like, go to, like, I guess, frat parties or every mm-hmm. week she would make me go out to eat and have, like, a, when you're, when you have an eating disorder, you have, like, fear foods or stuff that you just won't eat and, yeah. So, she, every single week, she would make me do that once a week and so that helped me a lot and then if she, I mean, soon or like towards the end of the year, she could like tell if I was like struggling or not. And, um, I don't know, just having her there, like kind of helped a significant amount. And then everybody in my sorority kind of also found out that I had an eating disorder. So having their support helped out too. Yeah. It's always a big thing. Having others to keep you accountable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you also like ever find out there were a lot of other people in the same boat as you at all? Um, I do know that a lot of people struggle with it, but I guess since I didn't know many people personally, I guess I was, I just kind of felt alone in it. I mean, I knew one girl that also had one and we would kind of like talk to each other about like what we were struggling with. So that kind of helped too. But I don't know, I guess I just kind of felt alone in the world when I was going through it. So you said it was between, this was freshman year? Yes. Going into sophomore year? They yes. said you couldn't go, they threatened to not let you come back. Yes. Why did you, why did it happen again? Do you remember why you? Um, I was in a new environment and I got like really scared. I really like, when I was young, I was like diagnosed with anxiety. And so just being in a new world, I guess, where mm-hmm. I knew one person, it was my sister, because my mm-hmm. freshman year roommate was a random. <laughs> um, just being in a new environment, having the different schoolwork and stress loads and um I don't know just it was just all new and I don't really deal with new very well and so I guess I kind of took my stress and anxiety like it was came out through not eating again so with like having stress and anxiety and the eating disorder did you feel like in this new environment that everybody was judging you um, I wouldn't say necessarily because I didn't really talk to, I didn't really talk to anybody about any of this until mm-hmm. like my sophomore year when I actually started getting better and I realized that I finally wasn't alone and like if I could do it, somebody else can too. Mm-hmm. So I never really felt like judge, but I mean, I guess looking back now, if I was walking across campus, I feel like most people would say, oh, there's something wrong with that girl. Just because I know I was so little. But I, I, at the time, I never felt judged. I guess. Yeah. So what does your training look like now? What do you do now whenever now, you walk into the gym? Um, well, first of all, cardio. Not a thing. <laughs> not a thing. I think I do 10 minutes walking every single time I go to the gym. And that's it. Do you um, think that's because you had those issues prior? Uh, that you Part would just of it, destroy yourself. Or? Yes, and I think because I used to do it for like such a long period of time, I don't. I just like I grew to hate it, mm-hmm. and like I also, I mean, just doing it, it kind of brings back those memories. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. That makes sense. But um, now my training is, I usually go like five to six times a week, and. Mostly with weights. Sometimes, if I'm really feeling it, I'll do, like, hit circuits and stuff like that. But, um, 
Uh, I don't do like powerlifting. I don't do bodybuilding. I don't do CrossFit, but I do like exercises from each different like type of fitness. So do you program for yourself? Are you following anything? I program for myself. I just, if I, I know there are a lot of good programs out there, but a lot of programs also do like the same repetitive exercises every single week, just with like different loads or different reps and stuff like that. And to me, that personally just gets really boring and I lose all motivation to go to the gym if I'm just doing the same exercises every week. Mm -hmm. So I just make my own workouts so I can switch up exercises and reps and all that stuff. Gina wanted to ask you something about lifting weights. Okay, yeah. So a lot of people have the perspective that girls shouldn't lift weights. Very how do you feel about that? And I, how do you feel about that? She looked right at me. I did not have that perception. I feel like that is so false. My, I don't think that is true in the slightest bit because, um, I mean, me personally, just like guys, I want to have muscle. I just don't want to, like, yeah, I used to be, like, want to be stick thin. And mm -hmm. I thought that was, like, the definition of perfect. But now, like, that, you know, no. Yeah. That I just, I want to be toned. I want to be fit. I want to be able to actually, I don't know, pick up a 30-pound box or something like that and be able to walk across the room and not struggle doing it. Right. Be functional with it. Yeah. I just think a lot of people see these girls in magazines and on the internet and models and they're all stick thin and that's what you that's what people think girls should look like but it's really not no, and it's not um, attainable at all. No. Also the more muscle you have the more you can eat. That's my policy now. That's that's for sure. <laughs> well that's true, right? Cuz something Yeah, muscle. To function. Muscle, yeah. muscle burns a lot more calories than like yeah. That or yeah. anything like that. That's why I eat so much. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly why. The more muscle you have, the more calories you need to, to live, your body. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, your basal metabolic rate. It increases. See? I know some stuff. <laughs> so has working out and living a healthy lifestyle improved your confidence? In oh, drastically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want to say that in a cocky way, but, like, just from going from my past to, like, those emotions, I mean, I still, like, have, like, bad days where I don't feel good or anything like that, but I feel like that's kind of common for a lot of people. For sure. Or, like, but, like, I mean, that rarely ever happens, and, like, it used to happen, like, every single day, so. Yeah, you seem so happy in all your posts and stuff. <laughs> Everything. <Yeah. so> happy. <laughs> So oh, speaking man. of posts, um, for those of you that don't know Emily, she's a pretty popular Instagrammer. Do you want to tell everybody how you have gained so much recognition on Instagram? Um, I honestly I don't really know how. The only reason I started the it's this the account started as um, when I was actually in the hospital when I, uh, for my eating disorder. My therapist he um, told me to get a journal and like write all my emotions and like everything I would eat in that but I don't like writing and so then he was like well what if you make like an Instagram account and you post everything you eat with like how you're feeling and so that's what I did for about six months and when I got to college I apparently a lot of people found out about it and um they just started following it and then as I continued getting better I still really liked like the nutrition aspect of everything, but I'm more focused on like um, 
I guess, workouts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's kind of like transitioned into more of like a fitness type account thingy. Yeah, 30,000 followers. Yeah, I that's don't really know how that happened. That's a lot when of people. When I came to college, it was at like maybe two. Mm-hmm. And then wow. just from coming, I guess it's from being around a big, at a big campus. Yeah. I don't really know. Yeah, but that's amazing. You have a great platform to mm-hmm. be able to share your story. Yeah. Um, so, happy. yeah. Do you have any accounts that you personally look up to? I know I'm sure a lot of people look up to yours. Um, oh, goodness. <coughs> What's your name? You. Definitely not me. Thought <laughs> oh, you were choking over there. No. Gotta be more smooth with that. Um, my one girl I really look up to just because I know she had an eating disorder and now she's like, and she did do like bikini competitions and stuff like that. Um, but now she like stopped doing them. She just is living her best life. Um, is Taylor Chamberlain? I don't know if you know who that is. I think I've heard of her, but maybe she in high school and college she like struggled with an eating disorder and then she um, did bikini competitions and then I don't want to do bikini competitions mm-hmm. but um, she did that and now she's just having fun with it so she's one of the yeah. ones that I really look up to and then this other girl named Natalie I don't really know her last name I just she's just really cute and like all of her workouts kind of destroy me and. Um, <laughs> She's in college, and she doesn't really care what anybody else thinks about her. She's going to do what she wants, mm-hmm. and whether that's go out or go to the gym or, I don't know, stay in, in one night. Live in a balanced mm-hmm. life, right? Yeah, much. <laughs> so then how have all these experiences you've had shaped who you are today? Um, I guess it's just given me a bigger perspective in life. Well, because, like, I don't know. I guess people, the, this is cheesy, but like when people say don't judge a book by its cover, I guess I kind of look at people in that way now because I know I struggled with a lot of stuff in my life and um, I don't want to say I was good at hiding it, but like I thought I was pretty good at it for a while. And so sometimes you just like never know what somebody's actually like going through in their life. So that. I guess viewpoint has like made me want to be like happy and positive and just treat everybody in like a good way because I don't want to be rude to somebody because I never know if I'm like actually going to hurt them because they're going through something. Mm-hmm. You know, you never know what somebody else is yeah. going on. That's for sure. Yeah. So then like you created this Instagram account when you were in the hospital. So what's like, what's your mission with that? And just, just in general. Well, when it um, started, it was just to really help myself, I guess, Um, and, like, help myself recover, and as I got better, I continued to do it just because I had a story, and I know other people, like, struggle with it, so, like, I wanted to can share my story to potentially like inspire others or help others or tell them that like they can reach out to me if they need help with like any disorder if they have one or even if they just have nutrition or like fitness need or even if they need nutrition or like fitness advice I would like love to help them 
Do people ever ask you to make workouts for them? All the time. Oh, goodness. (laughs) So many people do. And, like, I would love to do that, but also since I'm a student, I just don't have time at the moment. And I know it would just stress me out if I did. So maybe, like, next year during, like, my gap gap year, I'll, like, I don't know, make a workout program or something. That'd be cool. Yeah. That's kind of it. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people would like that. Personal training license in December. So there you let's go. See if that happens. That'll be your end. <laughs> so speaking of training, have you ever tried CrossFit? I, I have. I actually have? did it for about six months. Um, what did you think about it? Why'd you stop? I well, one reason I stopped is because it just got too expensive, mm-hmm. and my parents wouldn't pay for it, so I had to pay for it. <laughs> so I just couldn't afford it. Um, but I actually really like CrossFit. I like the I don't know. I just kind of like how the, like, each day is, one, each day is new, or, like, different, Mm -hmm. and then, um, I like how it's, like, at the beginning, or, like, I don't know what y'all's gym is like, but at the gym I went to back home, it was, like, you started out with, like, three different, like, weightlifting, and it was just, like, strictly, like, heavyweight movements, and then you'd go into the workout of the day, and that just kind of destroys you, and, um, but, like, it's, like, weightlifting and, like, yeah, that's so that's like about the standard CrossFit gym thing. programming. And then, like, after that, it would be, like, you'd still do, like, an, a very lightweight exercise just to, like, help your muscles. Work. I don't know. I just really like how it was programmed. And I just can't afford it, so yeah. there's that. <laughs> you make your own. <laughs> so then, what are your current goals right now, your long-term goals? In the gym or in life? Both. Um, well, I don't have, really have any long-term goals right now. Now I just kind of work out for, like, or at least, like, right now I'm just, like, working out for fun just because it makes me feel good, and, I mean, it's good stress reliever and all that mm-hmm. stuff. It's kind of like my me time. Um, <laughs> long-term goals just in life? Well, I want to be a strength and conditioning co- mm-hmm. coach for an NBA team. That's my ultimate goal. Um. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Basketball is kind of my favorite sport. Mm-hmm. It kind of runs in the family. Um, I don't really have any other long-term goals than that. Move out of the South, preferably. Yeah? Where would you go? I don't like the South. Um, I don't really know. I like... Okay, well, I say move out of the South. I really like Dallas, even though that's <laughs> in the South. But, like, Dallas is not a Southern city. Um, I also really like California. Um, what was that? What was that? Um, yeah, I think the, the whole southern thing, Mississippi's definitely a different southern state than the, Texas. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very similar to Arkansas, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. That's so you, you kind of want to go into a city. Yes, That's I would love to be in a city. Right. But like a city where I can, I don't know. I was talking to my sister about this the other day because we went to Nashville two weekends ago, and Nashville's a very big city, and I, would, I thought I would like living there, but like Nashville's like... Even though it's a big city, you have to, like, drive places. I want to, like, be able to live in a big city and I can just, like, hop on a subway or some type of city transit mm-hmm. to get me somewhere fast and not be stuck in traffic. But I don't want to live in New York. There are too many people there. Yeah, New York's pretty big. Yeah. Chicago's good size. I've never been to Chicago, actually. Chicago's huge. Hmm. It's smaller than New York. Yeah. If it's smaller than New York, I think I can handle it. <laughs> New York's so pretty overwhelming. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. 
So I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. If you could go back and tell your and um, give yourself some sort of advice from the time that you were going through those problems, what would your advice be for yourself? Mm-hmm. I guess never give up. Never give up. Yeah, because uh, when I was going through it, I just kept wanting to give up. I didn't want to do anything. Blah, blah, blah. Like I just had no motivation for anything. But I feel like if you are motivated and determined and all this stuff it doesn't matter what it is it doesn't matter what task you're trying to complete or anything like that if you give it your best most of the time you can come out successful mm-hmm. so. i think that's great advice yeah carries over into a lot of aspects of life mm-hmm. yeah so thanks for coming on today you're welcome this thanks is, for asking me it's a really cool story and it's really cool to hear how you've overcome it and to be in the position you are today, it's pretty cool. So, well, thank you. Yeah, good luck fun. in the future with everything. Hope you can graduate. Me too. I'm <laughs> trying to graduate too. <laughs> so, well, if anybody wants to follow you, do you want to let them know your Instagram account or any other social medias? Um, I guess my Instagram account is m e m underscore balanced. That's yeah. I don't really do other social media. I got a Snapchat, but I'm just going to keep that one private. Go, go be her 30K plus one yeah. follower. And also watch her video. There's a link in her bio. It's really cool. So, yeah. Thanks again for coming on. Well, and thanks, Gina, me. for coming on. Yep. Getting better at talking to the ladies. <laughs> that you good? Yes, you did good. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week.